When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the southernmost point of Dorne to the lands of always winter and what's west of west and the shadows in the east, this is Casterly Talk. I'm Ken Napsuck and we are diving in to a song of ice and fire, the world of ice and fire, all of the lands. Sothros. One one day we'll just do an episode on Sothros. It'll be the lowest rated episode around. But you know what? Speaking of high ratings, uh, we had Rachel calling in last week. You guys love that. Rachel will be back on the show, uh, time permitting normally. And I thought, you know what? Let's continue this uh, discussing Game of Thrones with people I've always loved discussing Game of Thrones with. It is our special guest today, returning to Casterly Talk, Michelle Boy. Hello, everybody. I want the Sothros episode. It'll be all like... Killer monsters and weird diseases and fantastic. I love that George at some point was like, I need to kind of develop that a little bit. Like, I can't just have it down there. What's and and like, what weird Friday night in in Santa Fe, New Mexico? He's like, ah, the weird monsters. Oh, George. Oh, George. How are you doing, Michelle Boyd? I am great. Yeah. I, I, I think I've successfully wiped away the memory of a lot of season eight oh, gone yeah. on with my life. Yeah, you and Happiness I. Happiness has entered once again. Okay. Uh. This is this is, <laughs> this is great. You and I camp, uh, are generally simpatico in a lot of Game of Thrones thoughts. Season eight was a little different experience for each of us. It's okay. I, I hear it was. I hear uh, <laughs> you, you didn't want it to burn with the fire of a thousand suns. I, yeah, really one of my favorite seasons. Really was so. This has been great, and uh, I've I I got a thing I got to get to. You're, look, you're clearly not alone. You're clearly not alone, and uh, we can talk about it. That we can get into that. We can get into a lot of stuff, including fire and blood. We're going to pick up on that a little bit uh, because uh, last week I was like, oh, I want to pull the book off the shelf and do some research. I was like, where's my book? I am holding it hostage. <laughs> I realized I loaned it to you. Yes. Um, it's a, and it's an interesting read. We talked about it. We, we can kind of dig in there before we get into the fight. Um, not a fight. It was a fight. Not a fight. What not the, a fight. Uh, that's what those weapons are yeah, for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just wall hangers. We're going to not debate okay. season eight. We're just going to get into a... Got it, got uh, it, got it. No, good to know. Mace. Uh, I got a, a war hammer. Explains the plastic on the floor. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Do you like Huey Lewis? Um, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, so Fireblood, I know, uh, let's be honest, you didn't get to finish it because... At one point, all the names became the same for you. They do. I was saying before, I think George got to the point where he just had a list of prefixes and a yep. list of suffixes and just word jumbled them up in a bowl. Put and them just all together. Threw them out onto the, onto the page. Yeah. Uh, lots of Harris's, lots of anus uh, anuses, lots anuses. of anuses. Anus, anus, anuses. It's all the same. Yeah, he's having fun. Yeah, no, look, I don't disagree with that. I keep saying this is like my favorite Game of Thrones read, but I can't remember the names. <laughs> yeah, they, they really do all blend together. There are stories in it that I mm-hmm. really did thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I liked even some of the smaller details. Uh, you know, like we can get yeah. into this, but like Do the it. three eggs. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alyssa Farmer. Alyssa we, we, Sailing we, West. You and I Westeros. both had to look up the first name. We did. <laughs> We were like it was it was Raina's love buddy. Raina's, that was yeah. that, that I remember. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I did like that little yeah, notion. Farman. I that think I said farmer. Alyssa Farman. Farmer. Farman. 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 Yeah. Uh you know, the possibly the three eggs she sold for her ships yeah. to sail was possibly the three dragons. That was great. You know, yeah. little things that they throw in. Um, yeah. I do I do appreciate that about George. And, and I did enjoy reading about the two good Targaryen rulers. Because yeah. oh, we're just used to hearing about the conqueror and yeah, sister yeah. wives and then really just Danny's messed up flip of a coin family. Yeah. yeah. Immediate family. But it was nice to know that there were there were the other sides. There was a good side of the coin too. J Harris was okay. J Harris yeah. and Alison were great. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently. Yeah. Good great. long a good long run as, yeah. as uh, rulers she of the She has Westeros. a tower in the north. Fine. So then this is actually great because you're you're someone who's a fan of the series, the books, everything. You you know it uh, pretty damn well. We, time and time again, you've proven that on shows with us. So because you didn't necessarily here's the quiz. Yeah, no, yeah, here's <laughs> no, no, because so you didn't necessarily gobble up fire and blood. And a lot of people haven't read it. When you hear this news is uh, scripts and going forward, and they're going to maybe shoot something here for a pilot. So what do you think is, is a game of Thrones uh, aficionado? Oh, I'm super excited about yeah. any kind of spinoff prequel mm. pilot. Uh, I'm desperate to find out more about the yeah. age of heroes. I'm really curious to know because one of the big things that I didn't, like about season eight for the show was mm -hmm. the handling of the white walkers and the others and God. kind of how they sort of twisted up all of this awesome yeah. mythology into let's just stabby stab one guy and be done <laughs> with done. it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm really, really looking forward to a, anything age of heroes where they talk about the long night and possibly the first pack between the first men and mm -hmm. children of the forest and the others and what yeah. happened there. Yeah, because George gets a chance to answer. We've talked about a lot on the show here. Gets to answer his own history. You know, the time period might be a little different, and and he's already kind of hinted uh, it might not be what you think because I play around with my own lore, uh, which is good and it's entertaining, and and maybe getting some answers. Um, would uh, you you all the things you're mentioning have a lot of magic to them at least uh hanging over the heads there. yeah and I, I know i'm not sure if i would even say i'm in the majority of the ones who really enjoyed the magic portion of the right. show but i did um really? i know a lot of people i did yeah no absolutely. no you oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, I don't, no i don't i think a well, lot of you, people tuned into the show yeah. for the politics you you and i both work with spencer gilbert and yeah. he hates magic despite hates being a harry potter fan yeah which yeah. okay dude sure yeah uh, he picks and chooses his uh his, <laughs> his mythologies. yeah exactly uh, but he you, very yeah. much into the the politics and boobs, which is fine, which is great. I, they not, go hand in hand. They do. <laughs> often <laughs> hand in something. Hand uh, in they, something. Uh, you know, and I I did enjoy that part of the, yeah. the show as well. But I really enjoyed just from the very first scene in the very mm. first shot the mythology of this other race living right. way up north. And so I'm I'm curious to delve into that. I'm 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 shocked at the show and the pilot still doesn't have a title. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Long night, longer night, blood moon, which Possible. I, I, I'm fine with all of them. Blood moon is still not my favorite because it, it's like, a, it just sounds a werewolf. It's thing. werewolf vampire. Yeah. Is it werewolf more than vampire? To me, it is blood moon. I'm not, just, I'm not casting you as a twilight expert. No, I, <laughs> thank God. Don't, yeah. Please don't. Uh, wasn't there a kid in there somewhere? <laughs> yeah. At imprinting, some point, on, imprinting on a baby. You, you got to choose one of the teams and then that uh, was how you won. I don't know. I went with zombies. Yeah. Uh, they, um, cast me in anything, please. Vampire werewolf. Don't, care um yeah. but i 
I think yeah. yeah, Blood Moon speaks more like werewolf to me. I'm yeah. fine with the long night, but they, in theory, I, I just was relooking up news about it today just to see if anything new mm-hmm. would come out. No, it's pretty much just still this shot. Naomi Watts is in it, waiting yeah. on a pickup, still untitled, which is weird because we've are, we're we're really primed for it, and I want to be able to cover it on this channel and all those kind of things. But there's a good chance HBO could look at it and go, Nah, no thanks. Do you think it's possible <laughs> because of the general fan reaction to season eight that that might be one of the reasons they're not jumping all over it and pushing it to get out as soon as possible? I mean, you'd like to think no that they they've got their 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 heads to the grindstone in terms of just getting the business going. Like I know Star Wars Lucasfilm doesn't really pay attention until it's the, the the money issue. You know, they didn't care one bit about the last Jedi nope. controversy. It was Solo's money that made them go, all right, maybe we should relook at things. Money and wards are there. Even if Michelle Boyd didn't vote for it. <laughs> um, so, but I wonder if there's like, yeah, let's let it die down a little bit. Yeah. And maybe circle back around and let people have a chance to rewatch earlier seasons and right. remember why they like the show. Yeah. I mean, although it, it's really not going to have anything to do with Game of Thrones. No. Really. It's just, it's going to be so far set in the past yeah. that I think it's it's really going to have to just stand on its own. So, I mean, for me, I think that's actually a plus yeah. because I got eight, sorry, seven and a half seasons of a show I really, really loved. Right. I don't necessarily need another show to kind of spin off of that, but I like the prequel. Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. I want to know it's in the same world. I want to know that, that it's connected, but it's so far apart that there's, other than the White Walkers, we'll come back to that and the others. I, I don't, I'm not expecting any other answers, Mm-mm. you know, anything. I, I want it to be its own world. And other than houses that we know and other houses we don't, I'm more interested. It's, it's, it's an inside baseball, inside Game of Thrones kind of thing is, is, you know, Duran's God grief's going to be there. God's grief going to be there. So all these, you know, house gardener, like I want those answers, but I don't know if the general public needs or wants or knows they want those answers. Yeah. I, it's just going to be a lot of brand new information yeah. and brand new people uh, mm-hmm. to, a, to, I would say the vast majority of Game of Thrones watchers. I think, um, I think there's going to be a lot of people going, where's the Targaryens? Right, exactly. Yeah. And you're just like, no, sorry, not yeah. around. Not <laughs> around. Valer- Valeria's there. Yeah. There's no volcano yet. It's fine. Wait for the next series, which is Fire and Blood, which you know, we talked about with Rachel last week. There's a lot to choose from just from book one. Uh, another volume coming out, Dance with Dragons, a lot of Targaryens fighting Targaryens, a lot of dragons. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is, I can't. I still like this idea that one of this one of these series, particularly probably probably this one, will end up on HBO Max, and one for here, one for pay. I, um, I would say that's probably probably makes some sense. Probably Those the way they're going to go streaming wars. Oh, that's okay. Disney Plus is going to own my life. <laughs> yes. Plus, so you know, yes. Mandalorian alone. It's just yeah. just here. Just take all the money. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard not to. And and I, I had no, I mean, I have HBO, what is it now, whatever the one is. I pay 15 a month to mm-hmm. not watch it, to yeah. just wait to a show come, uh, you know, oh, I need to catch up to Barry or Veep. But yeah. Pretty much. Um, it's like, oh, no, they're last week tonight. Cool. Yeah. All right. And I'll then it's that. like, if this goes to max, I'm like, well, there's another one I'm going to need. Yeah. And then I don't do a cancel thing because I'm figuring well, I'll come around again on it. And there's probably something else I want to watch. So. There you go. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm amazed that all of us don't just simply share passwords with everyone. <laughs> like, just, is that, is that the only way? I don't, 
sort of pirating that we can all deal I with. This. Wait, if only there yeah. was one centralized system where all of these things could be streamed at once. What if there was a cable coming from cable your wall thing. that plugged into your TV and sort of, gave you everything you want? Oh, wanted? God. Yeah. It's got to circle it, back. It gets it gets exhausting. It gets overwhelming. It's a little nuts. But they know how to get us because we're here. We're excited about the possibility of a second Game of Thrones series. Exactly. And, I will absolutely and having three. It. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Fire and Blood, though, yeah. I mean, I know I talked about, like, I really like the Jaharis Alisan and a couple things yeah. I liked. Was there a particular story or yeah, I really family li- yeah. tiff? It was later stuff. Actually, I really love Aegon stuff. Aegon's interesting. Um, original Aegon. The original. Oh, conqueror Aegon. Not, yeah. yeah. Um, original Aegon, his sisters, and just kind of the, how it went down and, and how, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, it, it was smooth. It, it's interesting to me that he comes and conquers and doesn't conquer, hit the shores and conquer right away. Like there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a... Uh, Dorn it, alone. Yeah. I mean, that was just right. back and forth the entire back time. Back and forth, but goes down. And then afterwards, after this tremendous period of of war and conquering there's kind of this peace for a while until one of his sons goes a little wonky mm-hmm. megor the cruel and and there you have it so that was interesting to me just the beginning jaharis was great uh uh yeah lissa farman stuff like that the some of the side things when uh when uh balerion disappears mm-hmm. for a year oh yeah and uh takes the uh one uh, targaryen girl because i cannot remember these names mm-hmm. uh we'll dial in rachel next week um and and returns and the thought that the belief that it went to Valeria, mm-hmm. that's when I that's when you know if you're a reader or, or a fan of of this world, if you're really into it, where you're just daydreaming about what did the dragon do in Valeria, <laughs> the doom, like what that's when I know I have a problem. Of? <laughs> yeah, and like a cat knowing its way home. Yeah, like oh, I've, I'm the last living creature on the planet here, or this world, whatever it is, planetos to. Uh, to go to Valeria to have been there before it, the doom. It was kind of fun to have the book go into almost more personalities of different dragons a little bit, or just something yes. other than, you know, one dragon mother and we're going to yeah. obey her. And instead, uh, mm. really kind of, first of all, have more than one writer yeah. and more than one person. Cause the dragons are outliving right. people, yeah. uh, quite often actually. Yeah. And I, I liked, sort of almost this choosing that the dragons do with their writers and not just Targaryens. Um, Again, you know, I also, like I said, I like the details that he throws into books like this that sort of contradict what someone who would have maybe only watched the show would think. Like, only a Targaryen rides a dragon. Like, remember the whole Tyrion Targaryen thing? Because he wanted to ride the dragon and they seemed cool with him. And it's like, nah, it's fine. (laughs) Dragons are whores. They'll pretty much, they'll let anyone ride them. It's cool. For the most part. Yeah. For the most part. You know, for the most part. But yeah, I mean, you you still obviously have to be kind of worthy, but you don't have to be Targaryen. No. That kind of thing I like. I like that. I did know the personality of the dragons comes through and i used to when they started fighting each other and killing each other the dragons. dragon armor okay. was great it was yeah. i got a little sad i'm an animal lover I'm like oh that poor dragon get killed oh, oh no <laughs> and the one when they had the riot in the city and they go to the dragon pit i'm rooting for the dragons absolutely because they're fu- they're killing dragons in the dragon pit and i'm like kill kill and i was really emotionally invested mm-hmm. so if that's something that plays out on on screen they could find a way that immediately make it a bigger budget show than I think we, we you know, yeah. definitely had in the early going of, of Game of Thrones. So I don't know. And I'll see. I'm interested. I think they're going to be pretty happy to not have dragons in the prequel, in the the, in the, the in, actual prequel that yeah. has been shot already. Right. Um, that's because 
you've got to, the problem is with doing such a good job representing dragons on Game of Thrones is that now that is the level of quality that everyone is going to expect from any dragon. Yeah. So it's, it would be pretty difficult to maintain that, I think, with yeah. any show that's going to focus on dragons. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see. we'll see. But I, I love the, the Age of Heroes one. It's like if you can get close to the beginning of that time period, we're gonna have we're gonna have some we're gonna have some magic. We're gonna have some uh, some children of the forest. I, I think we could have we're some of that. for it. Yeah, Naomi Watts. We still don't quite know what she's playing, but you know, a lot of uh, we'll speculate more later. But you know, I, I do think it's it's telling because remember all of the leaks and all mm-hmm. of the interests that happened around Game of Thrones, and mm-hmm. you know, we've got photos from sets and all of these things. I, the fact that there haven't been many leaks and many news stories uh-huh. about this pilot, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. Like, is that a symbol of them just being more careful or is mm-hmm. it a symbol that no one actually cares? Mm. I've never heard that question. I've never heard the post uh, because, yeah, there is hardly anything. That, like, uh, I've seen, we've seen a boat. I think <laughs> we've seen a Stark boat. Uh, then we've seen uh, Naomi Watts in a dress. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty much <laughs> it. Pretty much it. And some other things. And yeah, I don't know. It could be. I mean, we're seeing not a lot from episode nine. I think there's a lot of things they're doing, but at the same time, yeah, maybe maybe those reporters feel we're not getting the hits and the clicks. That Let's might, not do I, it. That's the thing is I feel yeah. like if the audience is there for it, then mm-hmm. they would be more careful, not more careful, but like yeah. more engaged about yeah. getting those leaks and getting those details and things. And we're just yeah. not seeing it. We're not seeing it. So uh, if you're listening, get out there, start <laughs> breaking into sets. <laughs> start getting uh, the long lens out. <laughs> what we're really saying is to some illegal stuff. Yeah. There's a uh, Star Wars website, a news site that uh, is known for getting a lot of these set leaks. And the the guy who runs the site uh, during the Mandalorian stuff. He was getting all this stuff. He got a job next to the set at a building next to it. Really? And was like, they could just, they can't do anything. I'm, I work here. <laughs> and his friend, somehow his friend, it was a coincidence. I don't know. I didn't hear the whole story. Uh, but Disney was like chasing him out of the parking structure and everything. But it was like, I work here. Sorry. I, I work here. <laughs> so uh, I'm not suggesting, uh, Michelle and I aren't suggesting illegal activities, but yeah, let's get some leaks. But uh, maybe just, there. you know, check out job applications. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Locations nearby, perhaps. Uh, go over to uh, where they're shooting. Go to Ireland and see if you can pick yourself up a gig. Um, all right, Michelle. All right, let's stop dancing with these dragons here. <laughs> season eight. You said seven and a half seasons. You're on board. Now, you and I, yeah, cough, cough away. I don't know. You're sneezing, cough. You know why? You know why? Because the old gods are working against you. Here now. <laughs> it is. No, they want to keep me from speaking <laughs> ill of season no, eight. No, no, no. I, you know, I, we don't want David, to. David Benioff <laughs> and D.B. Weiss are working from beyond the Star beyond Wars the grave. grave. Well, I think they are in the Star Wars grave. That's another discussion. Oh, I don't yeah. think. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, I don't think that's starting to happen. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, um, seven and a half seasons. You like, for the most part, like season seven. Yeah. We I, broke. Yeah, was mostly. that. What season did we do on Screen Junkies? Six. Six. With Hodor. Hodor. Yeah, we dealt with the Hodor death. Oh, was that six? That was six. I thought that was five. And then I did season seven with the Collider. Yeah. You were Screen Junkies. That's right. Seven and a half seasons. You, you for the most, let's go to seven. Okay. We talked, I know we talked about it on the show, but coming out of seven, where was your head? Um, I was... Very, very curious to see how they were going to tie up all these threads. Right. And, you know, part of the reason that I think I was disappointed in, in eight was I felt like, okay, you know, maybe maybe the show owners have had some trouble. 
getting to these bullet points, but mm. season eight, like, you know how it's going to wrap up. Right. You've had time to kind of figure out how your canoe is getting towards point <laughs> yeah. B and bullet point down the river. Yeah. You know, three a and whatever. Uh, and I just, it was such a weird combination of over fan service mm. and just complete annihilation Okay. Of fan service. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just, it was just so strange to me. So like you, I mean, you had. I want to hear, I want to hear. Yeah. Cause I, I really liked the episode. Long night was the episode. That was the fulcrum for me. Um, yeah. Where the, the major battle yeah. in uh, Winterfell. Um, because the episode before that, I felt like that was fan service for fans like me. That was fan service for, you know, everyone who wanted mm. relationships tied up and right. you got to feel like you got to say goodbye to all these characters and they were saying goodbye to each other. And you had these amazing character moments from everyone and right. just, you know, crying half the time. It was fantastic. I was like, all right, ready for you all to die. Right. And then nothing. And no death. And then no death. I mean, I mean, RIP Dolores said, sorry. Well, and let's also Jorah, please. Jorah. Jorah Del did die. Who? Sorry? Friend? What? Jorah the Andal. Friend? You know how much he needs to be. Yeah. No. Um, It's just... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, obviously the the White Walker death was another where Mm. it just... it, It felt so basic to me from something that had been built up since literally the first shots of the show. Right that this was the way that they were just going to take out everyone. And I just, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into, you know, bitching about the entire episode because I had screen junkies for that. Mm. <laughs> but that unfortunately was, was really where I kind of just checked out really? of, of yeah. the whole, the rest, the rest of the season, because I was just so emotionally dead after that. Uh, that <laughs> By all that the life, else. you were dead from the life <laughs> exactly. you wanted, you wanted the deaths. I did. I w- but more well, than that, it wasn't just that you wanted people to drop dead that you knew. No, of it course, no, of course not. You know, I wanted deaths picture. to mean something, but it just, it, there were, there were deaths that should have happened that would have made sense and they didn't go with them because they wanted some additional cool moment with whatever character it was. Okay. And they wanted, you know, and it hmm. just, it, it it just didn't seem to me like it really served these characters that had been built up so well for mm-hmm. seven seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm specifically thinking like Lena Headey with Cersei mm-hmm. and Varys, uh, two of mm-hmm. the main ones where I felt like they were just kind of wasted, unfortunately. And, you know, and it mm-hmm. was, and it was hard uh, to go through the rest of the season with that. Cause you kept hoping that they were right. going to keep doing something really cool with them. And unfortunately I feel like no. they, they kind of cheated the character and the actors out of that really a little bit. I do personally. Okay. Yeah. You don't like Cersei's death. I liked Cersei's death. I like, I didn't like that. There wasn't really too much before that. Um, it was, she have a ton to do during she, the season. Yeah. That's yeah. What she I wants mean. elephants. She, she stood on she, a balcony and drank sure. wine. Right, um, right. I mean, which was fine, but it was just kind of like, Oh, you just, you, you really didn't have, and mm-hmm. then it was just mm-hmm. running scaredly down a staircase. Um, you know, I mean, I, yeah. the moment with Missande was uh, was good. Mm-hmm. It's problematic for some other standpoints, but like, at least she got to do something. Right, right. You know, right. 
And I mean, I did enjoy, I, I did enjoy her and Jamie together being together at the very end. I thought right. it gave Tyrion something amazing to do uh, right, once right. the battle had been finished. I liked all of that. Yeah. It's not that I hated every single thing that happened in season No, 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 no. I'm not sensing that. There were just moments that I enjoyed that mm. I kind of used to focus on as opposed to mm. enjoying the season as a whole as I had been the rest of the time. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's all fair. And I think people listening want to hear that. They want to not just hear your honest take. Uh, they want to hear from uh, all points of view on this season because I'm I'm on not, – it's not even one side. I got just pure enjoyment out of it. But but I also – the speed of it was it was present. It was very present. I, I really think a lot of it had to do with production side of, side of, side of things where, you know, they're killing their crew for this stuff. But um, that's why I liked episode two a lot. It was that old take. But yeah, no, I, I'm also curious about, I have not done my rewatch. I have not either. So, not of season eight. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that for the break. We've got a call about uh, maybe season seven and eight together and what that might do on a rewatch. I, would be, I, I yeah. think it's been enough time now. I think I could probably handle it. Are you going to do going to do a whole whole from season one on? No, no, because no, I did quite a lot of. Uh, I did a rewatch uh, mm. of almost the whole thing before season eight came yeah, out. Yeah. Just because Which it was like this is the last time you're going to get to sort yeah. of thing, you know before. Before you know how it ends. Before you know. Before um, the crushing disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so it's interesting that it's a long night that did it for you. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, I, I, I understand the idea. I don't, I don't push back against the idea of the the White Walkers, the, the Night King, seems to all come to that point, and that's it. And a lot of the symbols and stuff that we thought we were mm-hmm. looking at are just like him taunting the children or whatnot. And I just wonder, yeah, yeah but again, luckily we, we we for that we have the books. Yeah, and I think George, because again, the Night King and the, and the Night's King aren't the same, and. And adding him in in season four, starting to see him as something that was show only. So mm-hmm. they were building towards something maybe different. Yeah, I think the the for origin bad, yeah. story of the Night King uh, with the children of the forest being responsible for right. it. Like it's not that's not necessarily the way that George is going to go. Yeah. Um, the as far you know, because yeah, the Night's King is a different, totally, totally, different, yeah, totally yeah. different character. Uh, and it may just be because that's the thing. It, it, the way that it was presented in the show is almost like, you know, we're creating Dracula mm-hmm. and then every other little mini vampire that he creates after that is what's going to be killed once he gets yeah. the needle through the heart. Right. But uh, in the book, it, it seems more like the others are being presented as just sort of an otherworldly race without a leader really. So yeah. I'd be very surprised if mm-hmm. the way that for all we know, it just, it could end with the white walkers taking over in the books. <laughs> we don't know. We don't, they could the, completely change. The only thing, and I, I am, I am, I apologize to those listening. I'm not uh, completely, uh, I've been, you know, focusing on star Wars and writing baseball and everything. So sometimes my game of Thrones, I got to get back up to speed, but with the prophecies, like the Azor high and everything, like, Jon Snow, it is, it, there's a, there's a three part journey and, and it lines up long night into Cersei, into Danny makes him Azor Ahai. If you follow that one, he, first you go down sure, and fight sure. a lion and then you go down. Like if, if you dig it up, all kind of Nissa Nissa thing. And, yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering, sacrificing her. I wonder, sure. yeah, I wonder if that, if that all is still kind of the same. They, I, I feel like that, that kind of goes back to maybe like the bullet points that George would have given him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like something as right. major as Danny's death and jo- and uh, John being the one to do it 
Seems right. very bullet point worthy to me. Uh, <laughs> it's like, ah, here's that. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> It yep. doesn't, that doesn't seem yep. like necessarily something that the double D's would come up with on their own. Uh, but maybe it is. Who knows? Uh, but I, I do think that that would flow pretty well for the yeah. Azora High Prophecy, even if that's clearly not something they cared about too much in the book. Yeah, but yeah, because it yeah. was, in theory, you know, total hmm. speculation at this point. But in theory, if those were the same bullet points that George had given them for George, that's playing into the Azora High Prophecy. And for the showrunners, it was, hey, these are three cool things. Yeah, that we're just gonna gonna have, do do. And as far as like, they they said they were building towards Arya a couple seasons prior, when they knew she was going to be the one to kill the Night, Night King. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking, well, that's definitely going to be different because, again, the Night King doesn't necessarily exist in the book. So right. it's interesting that they had to build to a moment that probably George didn't have planned. So that that came off to a lot of people maybe a little different. I like the moment. I liked a lot. I love that episode. I love it. I really do. I'm not, I'm not just trying to be an a hole, but well, um, I understand. I love it to death, but. Um, uh, uh, really? All of it? Sending yeah. That, sending the Dothraki cavalry out into the dark? Yeah. Nothing? Like, no I thought, reason? I thought that was beautiful. All well, of them dying? T- yeah. Cause That's great. No, that's fine. Totally no reason budget. to do it. Budget. You, you can't have the horses. You can't have the horses in the fight. Oh, sure. You can't have the horses in the okay. fight. Okay. You didn't like that image? The beautiful image of Melisandre. What about Melisandre's death? The image was great. I had yeah. no issue with the image of it. So scary. But it was so stupid. It was bad strategy, but Jon Snow's never been strategy. a great military leader. But, you know who was? But, you know who was? Uh, Stannis. Sh- <laughs> I was going to say Jamie. Uh, you've got, uh, got John, you've got Jamie, you've lost got people. Jamie lost some big battles. Yeah, I did, but not, but I mean, once he met up with Rob before yeah. that, he was apparently pretty good at it. Um, yeah, yeah any, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, Melisandre's death. I liked, I thought, I, I think I thought, it's so poetic. So good. It's a haunting poem. I think it worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, the very like, I'm done now. Bye. Yeah. 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 Peace. Peace on out there. Uh, final note on this here. Uh, more to come, I'm sure, uh, every other time you're on. But uh, Bran is king. Bran is king. Bran the Broken. Let me have it. What do you think? I'm fine with it. You're fine with it? Fine with it. That's so interesting. Yeah. I'm fine with it, too. I'm totally fine with it. Less fine with it than other things, but I also really think that's from George. Yeah, I, d- I agree as well. Yeah. That also kind of has a bullet point feel to me. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, d- I don't necessarily, of all of Tyrion's speeches, that is my least favorite yes. one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like oh mm. george didn't write that one did yeah, he yeah. all right yeah, yeah it's uh it, it was not his best it was not his most eloquent and yeah. clever but yeah, yeah. sure dude <laughs> but we're here for it why not uh, uh yeah passing you, yeah he's got the best story everyone's like excuse me bro yeah they literally cut him out of a season um and, uh, it, and it's and it's that cave stuff's probably the least favorite of mine in the books too for right now we'll see where it goes We'll see. Um, but you're okay with Brandon, Brandon Broken as the king as a concept? I mean, it, it makes sense. I yeah. mean, if who better than someone who's kind of omnipotent, yeah. more or less, to be doesn't king? Want it. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't, ah, the reluctant leader. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And it's, but just the smug, like, yeah, this I knew this all along. Of course everyone's here and I'm going to be king. And this is what I saw. And everyone's like, you mother. <laughs> um, what about Santa? One of my favorite parts of that. Sansa, I, I yeah, I think it's more important that she goes and takes the North back. Yes. Love Sansa as queen in the North. Great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Works for me. Big win. Big Love win. the wardrobe. Fantastic. <laughs> I dig it. She looks good in fur. 
Yeah. No, yeah. I, I really, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. Aria sailing off west of Westeros. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, oh you know, kind of calling back to when she would say that. Mm. Um, and I, you know, and again, I, and I apologize because it's been a minute. She never says that in the book though. No, does she? Not, That's a show only invention to this point. Yeah. Okay. And I, I will say that that did kind of feed into one thing that I, that I was wrong on because mm-hmm. I thought, I thought Aria would die. Because to yeah. my mind, she doesn't have a place in the new regime, Correct. in the yeah. new world. Like her totally. skills as an assassin and a faceless man, even though we never saw her use a face again, but that's mm. cool. Uh, you know, all, none of that belongs in this new kingdom world that they're trying to build. So right. I guess having her sail off into the sunset was metaphorically killing her. Sure. Yeah, yeah. She's just still kind of out there. Yeah. It's fine. So I, I did I did agree with that because it kind of it fed my theory mm. of her no longer <laughs> belonging in this world. She doesn't. She's got the Frodo uh Greyhaven's journey ahead. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and it's important. It's important to this too. So uh, I'm, we're gonna have to check in after you do we're gonna check in a lot of times, but yeah, uh, do the rewatch after after, after rewatch. And you know I'll be here for the prequel if oh, if absolutely. and when that comes out. Blood moon night long. Stop it. The long night of the blood moon. The long blood, <laughs> the bloody moon of the night. Werewolves rise. <laughs> Maybe you just need to pour a stiff glass of whiskey and watch this. That's like my normal morning. I don't know. <laughs> normal but. morning. Normal morning. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's our, our, our look uh, at season eight. And, and, and I love actually having a different opinion. I love having different perspectives on it. Yeah. I just, I just dug everything about it, but I needed to, I want to rewatch now because I was so, so checked out of it by the end of it that I was, I was so glad to be done with it, which made me sad because it had been this thing that had been this major part of my life for a long time. And to have it end that way was just like personally painful. (laughs) And I just, and it was like, I, I just kind of wanted to leave myself alone to grieve and well, now that i think it you know time mm-hmm. has passed and well, i'm able to go back i'll tell you and, and it's not your fault michelle it's not your fault this was the season i was most affected by the public's reaction and yeah. i muted and still have every word muted related to game of thrones on twitter it's muted oh it's wow done. you brave soul and you. that was after episode two Ooh. i just was like i'm done having this i can't and my joy is being taken away. Yes, yeah. And I had to go away from it. And then I haven't returned. And I'm considering doing that with Star Wars. Right? Just let people enjoy things. Gonna go. You can listen to my podcast. I don't want to hear it. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and that's just, a, that's not just Game of Thrones or Star Wars. That's just all around now. We're in a, we're in a weird spot where it's a sport. And it I is. love sports. And I'm actually getting back more back into sports because I'm getting tired of nerddom. Oh, God. Football season's here. It's yeah, great. I, well, I'm excited. You're, we a, have pa- a, you're a Patriots fan. No, yeah, no. Did you not get the memo? No, I did not get the memo. I switched. You switched allegiances? I did. I've been in L.A. now for like 11 years. Uh-huh. I think it was time. We have our own team, man. Screw the wow. Chargers because I'm mad that you left San Diego, but I'm here <laughs> for the Rams. I'm wow. here for the right. I, know. I mean, I like this because now we can talk again <laughs> as a Patriot, as a Miami Dolphins fan. I, I was kind of forced to pick sides at the yeah. last Super Bowl. So yeah. can't, okay. couldn't do it both ways. And I, 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 okay. I knew the outcome, let's be honest. Yeah. But yeah. I was, I That's was fine. here for the Rams. I like that. You're uh you're uh you're uh, you're like a Walder Frey. 
<laughs> Showing up to the right time of the Just, battle. Yep, a little late. It's uh, fine. You can stick around after this break, Michelle. You want to hear some calls and talk to some of our Casterly Talk listeners? Do I? Oh, of course you do. This is Casterly Talk. We got Michelle Boyd in studio. Stick around. We got some calls, and we are going to not have whiskey yet. We're almost there. All right. <laughs> stick around. Here in Castle Talk during the uh, commercial break. Thanks for sticking around, folks, and uh, helping us keep the lights on. Uh, during the break, uh, Michelle Boyd uh, told me uh, something very serious. She said, "You know, I've been thinking about it after watching all eight seasons of Game of Thrones. The one true king was Stannis, and we missed an opportunity. <laughs> we missed an opportunity to have him lead us. <laughs> Disavow all knowledge." <laughs> Hey, we've been doing here, because a lot of times it's just me talking to myself. And so with the power of Anchor, we get to uh, take uh, calls, voice messages, Michelle, and you're going to hear a few here in a bit. Awesome. One great uh, what if. We've been doing Game of Thrones what ifs. And one one that popped up here, uh, I believe our good friend Eric Monroe, uh, who is also a Stannis the Manus booster. Um, <laughs> uh, Eric uh, also watched you on Screen Junkies, loved your, your work yes, over there. Hi, Eric. Um, he, he asked this question. I want to get your take on it here. If Stannis Baratheon had brought Melisandre to the Battle of Blackwater Bay, what happens? Does he win? Does she unveil some powers? Did she have them then? Was she just kind of faking her way through life? What do you think? That is a really good question. Yeah, it is. So here's the thing that I think about that. Uh, I think... It's possible he would have won that battle. Yeah. But the real issue with Melisandre and uh, her power and, mm-hmm. you know, her her steadfast belief that she was in the right and that everything would have been better had she been there was really rooted in a misconception right. that Stannis was the prince that was mm-hmm. promised and mm-hmm. Azor High and the, the leader in the Long Night, which, as we all know... Ken mm. was not the case. Clerical error. <laughs> Clerical error. And so I think uh, I think the, I think the real the real answer is yeah. I, I think it is a a good possibility that mm-hmm. she uh, would have helped him win that battle because I think wildfire was really one of the most destructive things to him right. in that particular battle. A little bit. And if uh, if Melisandre and her witchy fire powers had been there, yeah. it is entirely possible that uh, she could have done something about it. Right. But I don't necessarily believe that would have changed the overall outcome at the end of the day. Mm. So there is that. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously. I think, you know, I think... Because she had stopped Tywin and House Terrell showing up and, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. for, you know, she could have... Uh, any Anything. They could have taken the castle before uh, before Tywin actually showed up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. take, you know, kept right. him outside the gates, actually Come. killed, you know, it could have been like a whole Tywin-Stannis showdown mm. that we missed out on. Gosh. Wouldn't that have been uh, fun? I want that what if series. Yeah, exactly. Give me a what if comic book about that. Right. Tywin and Stannis in the same room bring- having a parlay Aww. or just a meeting. Aw, you ship it. Uh, in terms of uh, war and two grumpy <laughs> men getting together that I look up to, yes. 
Absolutely. Yes, I do. Uh, well, that's a great answer. Well thought uh, response there on the fly. Uh, throwing that one out you here. So we got to uh, get some questions here. Yeah, no foreknowledge of these whatsoever. No. And, no. I'm, I, and I mean that. No. I, you know, I like I like I just. I say that everything with my usual sarcasm, <laughs> but I have had no, no idea what you're about to throw at me. Uh, so that's fun. That's why we do it here. This Yay. is our first one from Billy. Hey, Ken. It's Billy. In the most recent episode of Casually Talk, you mentioned The Witcher and being one of the new shows coming out that's going to somewhat compete with Game of Thrones, or at least that fantasy space on the internet and streaming and all of that. And I was just wondering if you could share any excitement you have for that series. I know you've said before that a lot of people say, oh, you should read this, you should watch this, it's like Game of Thrones, but it never really is. And I don't think The Witcher is going to be like Game of Thrones in that sense. But I just want to know. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna fill that space that we need for a little bit until we have Blood Moon or whatever the new spinoff show is called comes out. I'm really looking forward to the series. I was wondering if you could share any excitement that you may have or you may not have for that show. All right. So Witcher's come up a lot here. We got Henry Cavill without a mustache but long uh, flowing hair uh, in this thing. And beard. I am not familiar with it. Uh, the game, uh, other than I know it's a game, and people tell me to play it. But and, and what Bill is referring to, I think you and I have talked about Michelle. Like a lot of times, people are like, "Oh, you like Game of Thrones? You'll like this." I'm like, "Nah, I don't. I don't. I know Vikings is good. I'm not. I don't." I just watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, but that's just also me being a little grumpy like Stannis. Um, the Witcher, you're, you're a gamer. Mm, you yes. know games better than I do. You've played them a lot longer. You're better at them than me. Oh, no. Way to set this up for uh, me to totally uh, well, fail. unless we're talking MLB The Show. I could probably hit a home <laughs> run better than you there. But, um, this, you know, uh, where, where's your mind at with Witcher? Are you going to watch it? You Witcher, play the game? Yeah, Witcher 3. Uh, so I, it has been sitting on my computer for mm. months. Uh, I actually started playing it on my Twitch stream and very, yeah. very quickly realized that this was a game I needed to pay attention to. And unfortunately, my 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 mind is not such. Yeah, my yeah. mind is not sharp enough uh, to where I can split my focus right. between really paying attention to the very rich storyline that Witcher throws at you mm-hmm. and paying attention to my chat room on Twitch. Yeah. So I apologize. So that is the main reason that I stopped playing it. And I uh, just have not gotten back into actually playing the game on my own yet. Um, I am. Imp- I am. Imp- I keep wanting to say impressed. I am excited for the TV series. And I, you know, I think it will, yes, fill that kind of, you know, horses and swords void that I, that I want uh, very much. So, and you know, Henry Cavill's pretty sure. Sure. Whatever. Pretty man. Um, Yeah. Honestly, I'm more, I'm more excited for the female characters uh, Mm. because I think uh, there's some really cool storylines and some really cool characters in Witcher three. But as far as the actual show, and it's funny because you know Billy in the message uh, mm-hmm. said something about the competition right. between that and other fantasy series, and I mean, I I never really look at it like a competition. I just look at it like, no, the more content, the yeah, better. Yeah. Bring yeah, it yeah. all on, you know. Let's let's right. have the Lord of the Rings series, and let's have the Game of Thrones series, and let's have all of it, and everything mm-hmm. is going to have its own niche, its own audience and uh, you know this this tickles my fancy okay. <laughs> we, uh, yeah I, I, i'm willing to give it a try um just because i'm not familiar with it uh doesn't mean i wouldn't enjoy because i wasn't familiar with game of thrones mm-hmm. i was like i i think there's think some weird back to a dark yeah. age and a <laughs> dark time when you did exactly. no idea who stannis was I, I, oh gosh dark before, days indeed <laughs> before yeah. jorah became your main oh, man oh yeah good old jorah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I did. I, I heard employees talking about it, reading these books and I was like, I don't know, man. Like I like star Wars and the Lord of the Rings movies. I haven't even read the books. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, 
and then here I am now. So I, I, I'm willing to take a take a look. I'm I'm interested. I'm I haven't read Wheel Wheel of Time, but I'm familiar with it, and have some people in my life who are like that's their Game of Thrones, and has been in their huge mm-hmm. Game of Thrones fans, but are like, oh, but Wheel of Time. Um, so I don't know if you're a Wheel of Timer. I'm not. I never got yeah. into it. I I tried a couple times, and it didn't grab me yet. Yeah. And it, it's so it's still up in the air right now uh, whether it's going to be one of those series that I just kind of. I never get into it or it's one of those series where I'm going to need to come back to it. Like that's how Mistborn, Mistborn was that way where you got to kind of, you got to kind of go away from it for a a little while and then come back to it and actually really get into the story. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, Mistborn was that way for me, way of Kings. Um, You know, it's just my, it's weird to try to jump into another world when your brain has been so saturated in a different one. It was very mm-hmm. difficult to get out of Game of Thrones and get out of yeah. Song of Ice and Fire and get out of these characters and families and everything that I was right. so familiar with and then try to read a book where it's just like, oh my God, who the, all of these new characters now. Like I just yeah. started reading uh, The Witchwood Crown by Tad Williams. Um, yeah. Kind of a, I think it's a slightly lesser known um, huh. fantasy series, but like you know, Brandon, the blurb on the phone was from Brandon Sanderson. I was just mm. like, sure, why not? Yeah. Go for it. And I like it. It's a great read. Holy crap! There's a lot of jumping around, and there's a lot of yeah. different characters to pay attention to. So I've, I, I definitely have to okay. go away and come back. There's, there's only so much real estate in our minds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Wheel of Time one, like I, this is maybe two, three years ago. A friend of mine was like, you know, you should try this out, and 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 knew like wasn't like doing. Oh, you like Game of Thrones? I was like, sure, no, sure, no, sure. this is something that's important to me. You, you, and I had her explain the first book. I said, just explain the first. Sit down with me one night and just explain. And she recounted every detail of it. <laughs> and I was like, it sounds good. A lot of it does sound familiar, actually, to Game of Thrones, but also sure. just general fantasy tropes. Yes, and it's yes. not a slight. That's just what they are. Um, and then I was like, cool. And there's 19 of these books. <laughs> it's like I. Uh, I'm uh, overwhelmed and daunted. Yes. So uh, people are still angry about uh, yeah. how it ended because oh yeah, you know, well, the well, well died. Ro- and, yeah, Robert yeah. Jordan passed away. Um, yeah. So and then uh, you mentioned the uh, the Amazon series, uh, the Lord of the Rings series. I am very intrigued. Mm. I'm oh, here for it. Yeah, you're here for it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be moving to New Zealand shortly. You, to, you know, just, you look like an elf. I bring on the elves, man. <laughs> you Come look on, like an elf. yeah. Um, let's be honest. It could totally be an elf. Yeah. And again, I, I love the Jackson world and I'm not a huge fan of the Hobbit trilogy, but, uh, you know, I might watch it again to see if I like it a little bit more. Watch the, have you seen the Tolkien edit? No. For the Hobbit. I, no. I want to say it was a Topher Grace thing. He's Sorry, always doing that. I'm sure that, someone's huh? going to yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. no, uh, it's, it's still about four hours, I think, okay. but it's, it's an edit of all three Hobbit movies down to what is in the book. What's in the book. Yeah. That might be interesting. I, I mean, yeah, because some of the stuff I didn't like was stuff that people were like, "Oh, that's not from the Hobbit." Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Like, I, it's one of the few times where I'm just like, "Yeah, you didn't need a female character. I'm fine. I'm fine without it. You did not need to there invent one in order to, you know, you didn't need to make Ooh. it pink and mark it up fifty percent <laughs> to get me involved. You really didn't. No pink text in no. the land of uh, none. Lord I'm fine. None needed. Um, all right, yeah. So I'm interested about series, but Billy, a great thought starter, get us thinking about some other things, but. Thinking, getting us, uh, speaking of thinking, Eric Monroe is back with some thoughts and a good question here. 
Hey, Cannon Cashley Talk. So something that Rachel brought up in your discussion with her in the last episode really struck a chord with, chord with me, and I think it has a lot of merit to it, and that is when she said that maybe watching season seven and eight back-to-back during a rewatch could change the minds of, you know, maybe people that had problems with the pace of those seasons. And now I personally, I really only had a really big problem with the end of season eight as far as the pace goes. But, you know, you really could look at season seven and eight as one season. I mean, them combined, it's only uh, three episodes over what a regular season would be. So I am very curious what my feelings are going to be when I do my rewatch in either December or January. If, you know, maybe my mind changes, maybe other people's minds might change watching them back to back. Now, I don't think it's going to change my mind on Brand Becoming the King, which is the one outcome I really didn't love. But I think it definitely could change my mind on the pace. All right, this is uh, this is a great thought here. They are kind of companion seasons. I mean, more than any other ones, the the, the number. Um, but we have this long break. I mean, it was we forget because time moves so fast, especially the older you get. God bless it. But <laughs> there's a long way between two the final two important seasons. So I don't know. Sitting down, watching all thirteen together. Uh, I'm definitely here for it. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would not want to go back and only rewatch season eight. I think mm. I would have to go back and rewatch season seven beforehand. Okay. Um, I think that was part of the reason people had such an issue with the pacing of eight is mm. because there was such a long break. And then to feel like you were being rushed through these final six right, right. Uh, was just strange for mm-hmm. people. Um, so mm. I think I, I disagree that it'll change my mind on how I feel about the pacing of eight. Right. But I think I will feel a little better overall if I get to watch both of them together. Does yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. It totally makes sense. I, I'm very intrigued because um, um, it, it's kind of almost an immediate pickup. You know, it just kind of the wall comes down uh, and then people are marching towards winter. Like, you know, like it yeah. might flow a little better and it might seem suddenly again. I, I don't think it's going to. If, if, if you are on the fence, maybe it might push you one way. But if you have some strong opinions, either way, I don't think, you know, it will change it. But, but yeah, I, it, it, it's like an art piece. It's like we're going to step back and see the whole painting. Yeah, I think it it would be interesting because I don't remember anyone having a huge issue about the pacing of seven. Um, not not it was it seemed great great point because but remember we once did the wall comes down. It's yeah. like, yeah, if everything past that yeah. is a lot more rushed. Then maybe I, but. The, the the complaints were more not the overall, but just the individual moments of suddenly people are here on the ship. And I because I used to fight back, be like, I don't want I don't want a, an episode of Davos and John on a ship for three weeks. Get them to where they need to be. I'm fine with it. It isn't Bran and Jamie traveling to King's Landing season two stuff, <laughs> season three or stuff that I that I need anymore. Um but See, I always loved those moments, and I'm always fine with those. But I no, I no. Don't get me wrong. I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, my favorite scenes that if I are, are Robert and uh, Baratheon and Cersei talking over wine. You know, like yes. Tywin and, and Arya. Like uh, that. I love those more than battle scenes. That's uh, yes. uh, uh, absolutely. Um, but I just think at, at that point it was like I don't need Davos and John on a ship. I need John and Danny in a mm-hmm. castle. Like, but. But remember, like people were upset about Gendry's running, so the pay, it was a different discussion about the pacing. Where season eight is just everything was everything. It's was like all you were being. I, I get yeah. the I get the idea of you were being rushed through the end of the museum. Right, go go go. The gift shops this way. Yeah, for real, they're closing down. Okay, yeah. good. fireworks are over. Let's go, guys. You have to <laughs> clear out the park. I think, the stadium is empty. I think because uh, yeah, like stuff like Gendry running 
doesn't bother me. Right. I, I was just like, yeah, sure. You take this long to get up to wherever it is you're going. And he's back at the wall in like a week. Like, I don't care. I don't need yeah. 50 shots of Gendry running. Like he's Forrest Gump. Like this is just <laughs> it. That kind of jet packing didn't really bother me anymore. It right, was right. the pacing of, of everything else. And it was yeah. hard because I didn't think a lot of times they did a good job explaining how much time had gone by. You know, there there weren't many cues. I felt like they, they kind of skipped a lot of the cues that you can use to illustrate that time has gone by for these characters. You just might not have seen it. It just kind of, everyone just sort of accepted what was being thrown at them. Seven. So so funny you say that. Seven had that a little bit more for me and I didn't have a super problem with it again, but like sometimes it was almost like mid sentence and I'm not, there's no specific specific example. I'm just using this uh, kind of a figurative sense. Like it was like, Jon Snow saying, all right, we'll go down, cut, to visit Danny, And I'm suddenly met Dragonstone. Like, it felt like yeah. that at times. And, 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 and it wasn't addressed. But also, going back to even season one, you know, you look at it closely. It's all over the map. It's just, it plays a little different. But it definitely, I, I again, I look at Jorah. So Jorah, Jorah's my guy, right? And, mm-hmm. and she sends him off. And it's one of my favorite moments. And I'm crying every time. He's like, I did love you. And she's like, go stay alive. And I'm like, yeah. And then so here he is. He gets cured in a couple scenes and it, that felt, I was like, I was like, did I want more? And yes, I would have taken more. Uh, it would have taken Ian Glenn acting with a bowl of soup. Absolutely. But it's not that I don't enjoy the moment. Yeah. It's just, I, I just, I guess I understood it from a point of view of in, in about four scenes or less, we're going to show you that Sam feels indebted and Sam who is, who is who he is. And he's, feels indebted because of the Mormon name and the Mormon name actually helps Jorah in this moment. And it's painful. He's better. And I, and I don't know if I needed, I'm still working through, do I need an, another episode of him going, ow? <laughs> yeah, it's just, there were too many things that I started questioning. What was the point? Mm. Like, was Along the, the whole journey. The yeah, whole well, yeah, well, like using your example, you know, with Jorah, it's right. just like, okay, did the entire reason that Grayscale exists in this show mm-hmm. is to make Sam leave the Citadel? Because really, right, right, right. the only thing that happened is Jorah gets Grayscale, he gets sent down to the Citadel, and because, you know, Sam mm-hmm. cures him, that's what sort of like spurs on this whole, I'm going to leave and I'm go and do here. my own thing. Like, right. was... Was that it? Yeah. That, that that's what we needed to do this for, you know, it's just so. I, but and I, I, I'm glad you said it. Cause I think a lot of people and in some discussions I have off air, there is a little bit of that where you go back to what you felt in season one. Yeah. Where's this going to go? Where's it going to go? And then suddenly you have Where the answer. Setting this up? And I always say, once you get the answer that sometimes causes problems in all fandoms, all properties, star Wars had that too. Yeah. What's Luke going to do with that lightsaber? Oh, that's what, that's what he did. I, I I waited all that time for that. If that and that that can add to some of the frustrations. And and so with the Jorah one, I had a little bit of like, how's my guy gonna die? How's this gonna happen? Has oh oh he's better. Oh he's better. Okay. And yeah. And then of course we know the Grace. I mean, hello John Connington. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we'll get into that. All right, final one here, and then I want to let you go because uh, uh, you look like someone who wants to have Taco Bell today. Um, <laughs> We got this one. I feel one. like I hate my life. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you made it here. <laughs> hey, Ken, this is Jeff Saunders, a.k.a. Scribs. What's up, Scribs? And I've got a question for you and any of the other small council that might be available. Hey, it's Michelle. Uh, with all the talk of the new prequel spinoff series uh, going around, 
I was wondering if there is a particular house or location uh, that we haven't really seen before and maybe haven't even read a lot about before that you might be interested in seeing as you know part of a side story uh, on one of the shows. Uh, for me, I've always been a big fan of House Reed and the whole idea of uh, Greywater uh, Watch. And I would love personally to see some of the history of that pop up on one of these new shows. But just curious what you guys are looking forward to uh, as far as like side stories. Thanks. Scribs of the Great Call here, Good taking question. us a, yeah a little bit back to the prequels, but also some some bigger things that might never be answered. I, I you know I'll st- uh, shy by the shadow. I want an entire book of just a travel log of what to do there when you get to. Sh- and <laughs> yeah, George has said eh, you, you might get more mentions of it from Melisandre, but it, it's all from her perspective. You're not going to get more, so I have to uh, accept that, George, until he doesn't write book six and then writes the travelogue to a shy. Um, but what do you, what, what are your, what are your answers here? Oh, this is, I, this I is do a, have a couple more. Yeah, this is a really And house reads. One of my like read to, I, I, I do like that. Idea. I still was kind of like, Oh, Howland, Howland didn't show back up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mira, Mira totally got yeah. short shrift there. Yeah. Uh, so actually the there, were, there were a couple ones that popped into my head as, mm-hmm. as uh, Scribs was talking and thank you for the suggestion. Um, because I think there, it, there's two of them. The one uh, kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with uh, Farman, yeah. a girl Farman, our sailor girl Farman. Least, yeah. Uh, I would love a series where it kind of goes on her journey. Cause oh, like, yeah. you know, back in the day and you're a kid and you read the Narnia books, Voyage I, of the Dawn Treader was my jam. The, it's my favorite one too. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I am totally on board with yeah. like, random mystical islands and crazy dreamlike mm-hmm. states and monsters and star people and whatever the <laughs> hell else you're going to find out there <laughs> west a, of Westeros. And a talking rat is your first Yeah, yep. bring on Reaper Cheap. So, yeah. I, you know, any of that. I think I, I would be totally on board for some kind of uh, of series like that. I I'm like just getting flashbacks to like the 90s Sinbad series. Yeah. Like Hercules yeah. and Hercules. Xena ilk. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, uh, I would love that. that. Yeah, you think something? No. Some, I mean, because that's the thing; it would still take place in the world. Yeah, but you wouldn't be, be coming into contact with the same character. I definitely wonder if it would work better as a book uh, from George's mind of just him going off the map, literally, and just kind of saying it's still the world. Because like I hear that in Star Wars, Star Wars, like we want new new characters, new lands, new time periods, and I'm like, I bet when you get it, you might not like it yeah. as much as you think. You're gonna be like, where's Darth Vader? <laughs> um, because it's weird at first. It's very foreign. It's just so you're looking around like, you know, I don't know. You're 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 a Star Trek person too, right? Mm-hmm. You pay attention to that, and sometimes you get a new sh- ship, new crew. Uh, okay, who are these people? What? Uh, yeah, it looks familiar, and then you have okay. to, you know, you warm up to it. I guess. Yeah, eventually you're just like, oh yeah, Vulcan. I remember. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, um, I, I do like that. And then mm-hmm. the other one that I thought yeah. of, and then please, I would be very yeah, yeah. curious to know what your answer is. Um, I would love to see. The history, and I don't know if I'd like it more as a book mm. or a show, but uh, the Lannisters taking over Casterly Rock. Yes, that was Land actually my the answer. Trickster. Really? It was going to go. I mean, I, I, there's there's other things. There's the Ronish Wars, and sure, sure, sure. Give me some more history. Doom of Valeria. Obsessed. Yeah, with Doom of the, Valeria was another one that uh, popped in my head. Obsessed but. with the fact that the Targaryens were like 
a minor house, people were like, ugh, those low-rent Targaryens. Right. And then they're the last one standing because yeah. they got the weird vision of getting out of here 100 years before. Um, I do want that. Um, uh, I'm Bravos, like the foundation, a lot of those things. Uh, free cities, Essos, a lot of stuff over there that we don't really know. Um, yeah, no, because... Land the clever man. Yeah. We 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 got a lot more going on there. A lot. Uh, it's not the ancestors of Taiwan just coming into power naturally. It, it's an interesting story that we don't know everything about. Yeah, I'll, I would, I'll go with that. I would have loved to have done that. Even I yeah. mean, even if they want to go all the way up to you know the reigns of Castamir bit, because Tywin's backstory is fantastic. Tywin's great. And again, uh, Scribs might be asking about lesser houses and everything. It's just it's one of those m- stories that's touched upon. Yeah. And if you do a little bit of research or watch a history and lore video on the Blu-rays or go to a wiki, you come into like, wow, man, there's some a lot going on there in that some House cool Lannister. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. I go there. Some of the Drown God stuff, uh, the Greyjoy line and all stuff is it's not as uh, interesting to me as others, but, but there's some, a lot of things going up there too. But also I could take a series that just is a Ken Burns documentary on a thousand years at the wall. Give me the history of the night's watch. <laughs> oh God, that sounds awful. I know <laughs> I'm the only like one. The most boring. Episode one, the wall is built. <laughs> Cooking. I mean, maybe something with like any of the brands, like brand, the builder, yes. like any of that. Cause he also, I would, I would be curious about the building of Winterfell. Yeah. With the- Where Winterfell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, look, the Starks are really, I mean, there's, yeah. they're the center of it all, I think, in a lot of ways. And, and, and I think I still expect a lot from House Stark in the, in the series. I want some asshole Starks. Some asshole Starks, yeah, indeed. Asshole Starks. jerks. In Fire and Blood, the Starks are portrayed oh, yeah. as total jerks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's interesting. The, the North and the South and the North and Terry, it's always been interesting. Um, Michelle, you're always interesting. Ah. And thanks for coming on in to Casterly Talk. Uh, we'll do it a lot more. And yeah, as we race towards uh, the Blood Moon or whatever the hell it's going to be I called. I refuse to call it Blood Moon. It's, I don't even care if that ends up being the title. <laughs> now, not Blood Moon. Uh, yeah. Knock my head against the nearest we'll wall. See. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll see. Twi Hard Game Twy of Hard Thrones Game series. Games. Interesting. Uh, George oh, has to get some emails. Right? Sorry. No, no, no. Everyone's here. I appreciate you uh, also being honest about your experience season eight. And I think people like to hear that. And, and uh, curious to see after a rewatch of season seven and a bottle of whiskey, what yeah, you think. Yeah, I would love yeah. to hear your thoughts on doing the rewatch. When, when are we going to do this rewatch? The seven and eight rewatch? I need to. I don't know. That's what we were trying to answer on the show. Yeah. I don't know because Rachel and I were talking too. Yeah. And I don't know if I need a few. I might need to get through episode nine. And then not watch anything fandom related <laughs> for a month. <laughs> just go play some baseball. It's going to be so uh, much. And just oh, and nine comes take a, out. Yeah, nine Mandalorian, Kenobi, all these things back to back, and, and then and then prequel series, all this stuff. And like, and I, I want this is what a great time. You and I, uh, you know, uh, uh, slightly older than you, but we grew up the same generation of like we didn't have this. It was. No. It was things we whispered to our friends. Do you read comic books? Do you like Star Wars? The fact I get to go yeah. and literally see the millennium falcon in person at disneyland well I, that's a whole other that's a whole other some show of us aren't but i'll be honest to do that yet uh, my annual pass came back i've got to yeah go. yeah it is i walking over the hill and seeing the millennium falcon in person yeah. like you just you don't even fathom that sort yeah. of thing happening when it's you're emotional a kid. did it, you cry i did not cry 
did not. You had your up. solo outfit on though, I right? I did. I did. Yeah. I Disney bounded Han Solo. Uh, I did stop dead in my tracks though, there you and go. so you do have that moment where it just sort of hits you, just just hits you right in the chest. Well, then that proves we need a Game of Thrones land somewhere. Maybe here in Carlsbad. <laughs> Maybe outside, somewhere in San Diego. They got some space at San Diego yeah, Zoo, totally. right? Just, Just out, right outside of Area 51. That'll be great. I'm going to go storm that myself. <laughs> uh, thank you all, Michelle. Tell them where they can find you and follow you and uh, any adventures you want to put over. Yeah, all the interwebs, Twitters and Instagrams, all at at Michelle Boyd with one L, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-B-O-I-D. Please say hi and tell me all the reasons that you disagreed with me on season eight. Or the reasons that you did. Don't forget, there's one L and that them are Michelle. All right. <laughs> do that. Uh, thank you so much, sir, for having no, me on. Let's do it again. pleasure. Do it As again. Always. Absolutely. And then for me, you guys can follow me at Ken Napsack. Use hashtag catch for the talk. Go to KenNapsack.com for information on my book, Why We Love Star Wars, including the audio version read by me. I'll put you to sleep nice and smooth. Uh, and then also uh, November 16th, comedy show, Washington, D.C., Mark Ellis, me, Josh McCougan, and more uh, coming out to the Comedy Loft, November 16th, two shows. Go to markellisLive.net for tickets and information or KenNapsack.com to link to that. All right. We'll see you. That's all for now. This has been Casterly Talk, and we are going to go fight the Blood Moon. Woo!